across the street was they had that place with coffee and tea. Remember that? You could buy coffee. It was coffee with a black tea bag in it. And it was called Coffee and Tea. Yeah. Yeah, turn me up in my headphones. In my headphones. Turn me up in my headphones. All right. All right. Wow. Maybe turn me down. Yeah, okay. You are tuned in to What's the Matter With Me podcast. I've been falling a lot and I need to sell my car. Shout out to the best sauce in the world. Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. That's Hoppin' hot sauce. Hoppin' hot sauce is the movement. Hoppin' hot sauce is a movement you need to get in tune with. Surf it on over to hoppinhotsauce.com. It's on Amazon. While you're clicking and typing, hit up what's the matter with me.org and hit subscribe to get notified every time there's an episode. You'll get a link to that week's selfie. And if you're not collecting all the selfie, they're like an NFT. Is the plural the pl- is the plural of selfies? Is it actually selfie? So like, you know, I took I took a couple of selfies and I emailed the selfie. You know, no, no, that's confusing. You can't just invent things and make them however you want, I guess. Even on What's the Matter with Me podcast, you are tuned in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. I'm 44 years old, husband, father of two small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster, and I have multiple sclerosis, and I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. Multiple sclerosis, multiple sclerosis and trigeminal neuralgia. I'm, uh, I'm surviving. I realized the other day I was listening to KFJC, and I was like, this isn't, they replayed this DJ Polsky, and Polsky had an interesting way of talking, and I realized that's like part of a group of people at KFJC now and at for longtime members. KFJC is an outlet for neurodiverse people and people with speaking differences. And it has been that way for a long time. Like there was side thought, there was people, the way they talked, you could tell there was something a little different going on with them. So that's cool to listen to. Same with Paul Ski. 
Big shout outs to the people who download every episode. Some people are, you know, they have differences. You can tell it's obvious. They download every episode of What's the Matter With Me podcast. I watched the Special Olympics opening ceremony. Did you guys watch that? It was on ESPN Plus or something. It was on Hulu on the streaming live. I checked it out and it seemed like hard to organize. You know, like the people were not really staying together and walking at one solid rate. But it, it seems like they're hard to organize generally. But the Special Olympics... With all the developmental disability, it seemed hard to organize. But I was glad they got airtime. You know, I was like, this is kind of something to do with what's the matter with me podcast. These people are getting airtime. They're representing themselves. De facto, they're there. And I was glad to see different, same with on KFJC, different kinds of perspectives getting airtime. Same with What's the Matter with Me podcast. Part of this is just getting airtime as a person with MS and trigeminal neuralgia. You don't often hear the perspective from the patient themselves so this is some airtime so thanks for listening and that special olympics i'm glad i i saw some races i don't know if it the close it has already closed where is it it's in berlin oh yeah that's right at the opening ceremony they had djs and they were kind of kicking it and I was like, These, this is like rave quality Special Olympics opening ceremony. Like, these are serious DJs. They're not like just whoever. This is Berlin, you know? And that's just me, I guess. I spent a lot of time listening to electronic music. And in fact, I, I saw... I saw Ellen Allian in Berlin and she was pretty awesome and so many other DJs and they were all serious. It seemed like if you're a serious DJ, you could go to Berlin and be taken seriously and uh, seriously appraise other DJs, look at them and take them seriously. If you're ready to take DJs seriously, get on a plane and go to Berlin. I haven't seen that ad yet, but I wouldn't rule it out. You guys, you guys, I, you know, the kids are like pretty rough when the food is too hot. Because they've been burned. It is true. Like they've eaten entire chilies. And we're like. What? We didn't mean to put that in there. And so. They they demanded. 
no chili with without any hot chili, you know, with chili pasilla and guajillo and like kind of like enchilada sauce where it's like so I put some chili de arbol in there and I put about eight of them and they're small and it's just kind of moving the heat level up my wife was like this is enough for me I'm like this is a good beginning and the kids didn't say a word so I can go higher on the de arbol scale I can move that up. And I'm excited to do that. I'm making chili with ground beef. The weeknight method from the Kenji Lopez cookbook. So a little bit of cooking. I get some help from Nami. I'm not cooking a lot right now. I'm falling a lot, like I said. We'll get there. Cooking reminds me of New York City, you know. I, I, w- I was into cooking in Oakland and I found work doing it in New York, in New York City. And it, I felt like like a dream had been fulfilled in some way. You know, I'd been kind of working in food and then finally, like, I punched my way into the room and we were selling meat to high-end fancy restaurant so you know it's what it is i just got told about this book my my friend owns a a hat store my friends they run a hat store on eldridge street in new york city called the yokoyama hat market and i saw he posted on instagram he was like we're in this book uh, called New York NYC Storefronts by this illustrator, Joel Holland. And this guy went around Manhattan mostly. I think it, I'm going to get this all wrong. I'm not fact checking. But anyway, he went around New York City drawing, drawing storefronts. And he drew the Yokoyama hat market. A lot of them are small businesses. And so this book, NYC Storefronts by Joel Holland, I got it on Amazon. And it's a cool book. It's like just leaping through and you're like, oh, that place, oh, that place. It's good for like expat New Yorker. You can be like oh yeah i got i got a bagel there i went there i got pizza there yokoyama hat market that's hirohisa and shoko's spot right next to the dollar dumpling place and i have a you know i would eat for i would ride my bike from my apartment i would have breakfast ride my bike in the morning into manhattan from bushwick and I would hang around and then I would get dollar dumplings on Eldridge Street. They were like six pot stickers for a dollar. You could get scallion pancake. It was all made in this kind of the same kind of cooking implement. And uh, there there was like very bare bones inside. There was like a shelf and three stools. 
and you would sit on them. They would sell you a Coke and you would get a dollar, dollar dumpling, dollar scallion pancake, dollar Coke. And that across the street was they had that place with coffee and tea. Remember that? You could buy coffee. It was coffee with a black tea bag in it. And it was called coffee and tea. And I was like, just for those who can't get enough, coffee and tea. So NYC Storefronts by Joel Holland. He, I don't know. He does a bunch of stuff in Chinatown. I'm not sure if he does the coffee and tea place. That bakery. I think he does. It's a bakery on Grand Street. The Dollar Dumpling store was like on Eldridge and Grand. Not far from Track Star, the track bicycle spot. I remember that was like the number one. You went in there and you're like, oh, there's track bicycles. That was the thing in New York City at the time. Cool, relaxing, maxing and relaxing, cooling out. I went to the doctor last week. Mom gave me a ride to get Botox. And that they gave me that in my kind of right, right trapezoid in my shoulder, in my bicep. So Botox is cosmetic. That's how we think of it. But it also relieves tension. That's how it works. So people that have spastic tension like I do in my shoulder and arm and hand, I get Botox injections in my arm and shoulder and hand and it kind of relaxes them for two months and some. I get it every three months. So I got Botox. It was cooling out. After the appointment, there's a a bench outside the outside the medical center. I was on the bench and mom pulled up but she didn't pull up to the curb she pulled up kind of to the middle of the street because there was a van offloading a wheelchair and I think mom got nervous and parked in the middle of the street to let the van have a way to I I honestly I'm not sure why she parked there but it surprised me and I didn't stick my left foot and I I totally fell. And so I lost my focus for a second. I fell right outside the medical center. And it was no problem. There's a guy. I didn't hurt myself. There was a guy who worked inside who helped me get up, do the job I had John John do in the last episode hold on to my back so I can sit up and bend my leg and get back on the bench. So that was embarrassing right outside the medical center. And, you know, I had to resist the urge to, like, blame it all on mom because, you know, that's, like, your urge, right? It has to be mom's fault. It wasn't mom's fault. It just, I just, um... Yeah, I almost want to blame it on her now. That's hard not to want to blame things on your parents, man. My kids are going to want to blame things on me. 
and it wasn't mom's fault and I, I didn't stick the landing it was my fault and so I fell um and I got up but I, I fell in like the place I never want to fall which is the medical center like I don't want my doctors to see me falling I'm not sure why but I don't I just want I want to no falls there. Like right away, they're like, let's call 911. And I'm like, no, let's not do that. Let me get in the car. And the van took off, and mom pulled up to the curb, and I got into the car. And we got out of there. It's hard. It's hard with your energy when you first fall, it really scrambles everything. For me, at least, when I fall, I, I, like, have to really recover and, you know, to get past the initial pain and shock and, and kind of to become who I am again, which is a happy person. And so it takes a second. It's hard to be that happy after you just ate it. You know, especially right where you didn't want to. But we got over it. And by the time, I don't know, by the time we were a couple, you know, 15 minutes had gone by, I think it was fine. Then it was back to being like, mom, turn right here. Like, stop looking at your phone. And why don't you have the thing tell you? Why isn't it hooked into your car? Bluetooth, we did this last time. Do I have to hook you up again? Anyway, so it's like other other annoyances took over. Come on, I'm a happy person. Got Botox, cosmetic, but relieves tension. Speaking of, you know, having to have medical procedures, you know, sometimes I use my wheelchair. And especially to walk far, you know, to walk any distance, really, I use my wheelchair. And John was embarrassed. He's going to camp up the street. And I I was going to take him. We were all going to go. Coco's going. I mean, this week she has COVID. So she's here. But this was last week. He was embarrassed to have me drop him at camp in my wheelchair. And so he's like walking in front of me. Didn't want to walk with me. I didn't cause an issue. It was fine. And by the time we got to camp, I think he had kind of processed it and he was over it. But that was, you know, John John was embarrassed to be seen with his dad in a wheelchair at camp. It was only like day three or, you know, it was at the beginning of camp. You know, but what do people know? Anyway, he was cool with it. He was cool with it. You know, if people have an issue with his dad being in a wheelchair, it's like, what do people know? People are always looking things up on the internet, right? You know, to find the answer. They're like, hold on, let me look it up on the internet. And the internet is stupid. 
Like I asked it the other day. I was like, you know, are, are Franks and beans healthy? And it was like, yes, Franks and beans are healthy food. And I'm like, that's not really true. It's not healthy food. No. No, salad is healthy. Franks and beans are not just because they have beans in them. They also have hot dogs, which are not healthy at all. We have a lot of hot dogs because we were supposed to have a barbecue last week. It got canceled. Coco came down with COVID on Sunday. And so she's been out of camp all week. And then we had a bunch of hot dogs because we were going to have a barbecue. And so we've been having the hot dogs through the week. It's been a hot dog kind of week. So the internet thinks Franks and beans are healthy. The internet is stupid. Quite stupid. It's just that the, the food industry lobby is powerful and has convinced various governmental agencies to say things like Franks and beans are healthy. And then the internet is like, it has to be true. The government said so. Coco has COVID. Coco has COVID. She's fine though. It's like, you know, she's processed it. At this point, it's like she had a fever. She had a fever 102.8. And it was oscillating where it'd go to 102. And then it'd be 99. And then back to 102. And then back down. Did that a couple times. And then she kind of kicked it. So good for her. She's looking pretty good. For lunch today, we had EPL. And uh, that's El Pollo Loco. We call it EPL in the house because we're we're um, consumed by efficiency. So we we ordered EPL for lunch. I think I got nachos. Nami got the classic tostada, and Coco got bean and rice and. Bean and rice and cheese burrito. And I also ordered her a churro. And I ordered um, root beer. Root beer. So I I was feeling like treating her because it's been boring to be around the house all week. I'm sure it has. I hear her playing madly by herself. But it can't be like that. It can't be that fun, right? It shouldn't be that fun. Coco, I could conceivably have that much fun. She really is, what did they call it? Play. Dramatic play. She loves dramatic play since she's been like in first, you know, a little baby in preschool. She loved dramatic play. Another dramatic player I've been keeping my eyes on it's Sonny Rollins you know I've been reading that saxophone colossus and I'm getting I'm into the 90s with Winton and Brentford Marsalis and how Sonny Rollins got into like funk backbeat funk and 
and Brantford Marsalis and Wynton Marsalis were like the young lions of jazz taking it back to the the roots. Sonny Rollins is playing in 1980. He plays uh, with the Rolling Stones on Tattoo You, the Rolling Stones album, and he's uncredited on Tattoo You. So right now I'm trying to find a copy of Tattoo U. I got to have that. I listened to it on YouTube. I was like, this is great. And it has Start Me Up on it. So well, so that's a real famous song. But Sonny Rollins plays on it. I listened to him and I'm like, whoa, it's totally Sonny Rollins. He's really good. He had some kind of issue with playing on Tattoo U because he felt like jazz was higher, a higher art form than rock and roll. He was like, oh, it's embarrassing. Rock and roll is lower and I shouldn't be playing on this. And so he wanted to be uncredited and he was and but it's totally great that they had Sonny Rollins on it and it was because of the drummer Charlie Watts had seen Sonny Rollins in at Birdland and was like a long time ago and so he wanted to get him and he was like over the moon about it, but Sonny Rollins was like, you can't credit me. Sonny Rollins talk, yo, Iden Levy, the author of Saxophone Colossus, the whole thing has come full circle. Iden Levy followed me on Twitter. And I don't, I don't really tweet anything that good. It's all pretty much uh, threes and fours. But I had had a good thought the other day. Back before recycling, everything was just garbage. So you can follow me on Twitter at John Hoppin. And be like Aiden Levy, the author of Saxophone Colossus. Really, things are happening. This is happening. You've been listening to What's the Matter with Me. I've been following a lot. I need to sell my car, subscribe to the mailing list. My van is out parked um, out in front of my house and they, I, I think I gotta get it fixed. I, I don't think it's a good look to have your busted car in the driveway. This isn't that kind of neighborhood. So I gotta fix that. I've been falling a lot. My brakes and my shoe haven't really been cooperating. And so different points of the day, I, that's why I've been I, using the wheelchair more. I've been using it to get around the house. And so, you know, today I'm feeling good. And I hope I can keep it going and I won't be in the wheelchair. Yesterday, I think... I don't think I've been in it for two days, but I've been working on it and I haven't been going around. I need to take my car in the shop, get it fixed and then park it and sell it. I don't really believe in myself, but it's time to sell my car. 
Thanks for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. So a lot of this is probably important stuff if I'm gonna sell my car. I can't have a busted car in this neighborhood. No way. Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. I'll be back next week. Peace.